feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, finally, Jose Alba, the bodega worker. Remember that guy who was falsely charged by Alvin Bragg with murder? Remember, second-degree murder last year after he fended off a guy who was trying to kill him and was totally defending himself? We saw the video. Remember, it was clear as day. This is the New York City bodega clerk. And remember, there was an ex-con, a guy with a rap sheet a mile long, what a surprise, 35-year-old Austin Simon, who attacked Jose Alba when he was working at his bodega in New York City. And it was in the Harlem area of Manhattan. Finally, you know, when the dust settled, what happens? You see the videotape. It wasn't even like, there wasn't even a question. You see the guy jumps behind the counter Jose Alba was saying something to the girlfriend of this guy, like basically don't steal potato chips. Remember, she didn't have enough money. And he said, please, I hope you don't steal these items. I hope you don't do that. And the next thing he knows, the guy goes over and he hops behind the counter. This guy, again, who was an ex-con and was trying to stab Jose Alba and pretty significantly basically trying to kill him. So in Alvin Bragg's world of justice, how could we forget? Remember, this guy, Jose Alba, gets charged with second-degree murder. We all saw the videotape. There was a store surveillance camera. You could see it clear as day that this big guy comes over the counter and it was blocking Jose Alba in. He wouldn't let him get out. The girlfriend was also trying to attack Jose Alba. I don't even think she's ever been charged. And what happens? This guy who is defending his store from being robbed over and over again gets charged. And that was Alvin Bragg who did that. And it wasn't until it became an enormous issue that everybody around the country, remember, was rallying around this bodega worker uh, saying, wait a minute, you charged him with second degree murder? He was just defending himself. What is he supposed to get killed? Uh, It's really good then at that point, uh, you know, saying, well, we won't charge him at that point. I mean, unbelievable that Alvin Bragg actually charged the guy with second degree murder. And it wasn't until there was such unbelievable public outcry and media attention that he decided to drop the charges. And it wasn't until there were all the press conferences. Everybody was talking about it. Conservative, liberal media, everybody, because you could see it on videotape. There wasn't any gray. And how, and Bragg apparently saw the videotape, and he still thought that Jose Alba, who was defending himself against a thug, should be charged with second-degree murder. Well, that is Alvin Bragg's New York. And guess what? Alvin Bragg's New York is going to have a little bit of justice next week, and so is Jose Alba. Jose Alba, who was so disconcerted, with the New York justice system, because guess what? They also sent him to Rikers. Can you imagine? Here's this guy. He's working. He comes to America because he says, boy, this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. 
and the greatest place in the world, and he works at this bodega, not making a lot of money, you can imagine. He came from Dominican Republic. He was so traumatized by the experience after he finally got out of Rikers, and then after he finally had the second-degree murder charges dropped, he was going to spend the rest of his life breathing in the back of Rikers there. Uh, And it wasn't until the public outcry that suddenly Alvin Bragg decided, well, maybe Jose Alba shouldn't be charged. You know, I mean, this was just the definition of insanity. And I am actually so glad to hear that Jim Jordan and the House Judiciary Committee, which is going to do hearings on Monday in New York, that one of their first witnesses, if not their first, will be Jose Alba coming from Dominican Republic. He left the country because he was so disgusted and so traumatized with the experience that he had. The fact that he was actually thinking he was going to spend the rest of his life in Rikers Prison, which is no picnic, guys. And so this guy who never did anything wrong but defend himself from being stabbed to death suddenly finds these massive charges against him. And I say bravo to the Judiciary Committee Chairman, Jim Jordan, who has said that one of his first witnesses will be Jose Alba, who's coming back from the Dominican Republic to basically tell the world what an off-kilter system of justice we have in New York City. So I want to get your thoughts on this tonight. What do you make of the fact that Jose Alba looks like he will be Exhibit A, and Jose Alba will finally have his day of justice in New York City? And you can bet... Everybody is going to be covering those hearings that are going to be taking place next week. We know, by the way, that Alvin Bragg is trying to block anything that this committee is doing. They have tried to block every single subpoena, at least tied to his office. They can't do anything tied to anything like a Jose Alba case. But they have tried to block anybody tied to the DA's office, like the guy who wrote the book, basically shaming Alvin Bragg. And so I think it is fantastic that Jose Alba will be coming. By the way, some of the other uh, witnesses that have been announced at the April 17th hearing, Madeline Brame, she's the chairwoman of the Victims' Rights Reform Council and a mother of a homicide victim, and also Jennifer Harrison. I know Jennifer, founder of Victims' Rights New York. So these are going to be some of the key, key speakers are going to be speaking next week and i can't wait to see jose alba basically say that he got ramrodded through the system by a soft on crime da and boy doesn't his case i think highlight what a contrast justice is in new york and what a contrast alvin bragg is when he looks at justice through his rosy colored glasses or his uh dark colored glasses depending who it is if it's a You know, if it's a repeat offender, oh, it's a rosy-colored glasses. If it's Donald Trump, forget it. Throw the book at him. If it's Jose Alba, a good guy who was working at his store for years upon years and apparently was like a model employee defending himself, oh, he was wrong? Throw the book at him? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Don't you think that Jose Alba's case epitomizes the case of Alvin Bragg. To me, I think he spotlights it in every single way. And I say bravo to Jim Jordan's committee that is still forging ahead no matter what. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 
800-848-9222. Let's go back. This is Fernando Mateo. He represented all the bodega workers. He was actually on our show. And this is him talking about how Jose Alba was just defending himself, and he couldn't believe that at that point he was still charged with second-degree murder, rotting in Rikers. Thank you, Alvin Bragg. Why are you spending taxpayer dollars? Why are you punishing a man that all he did was really try to survive? All he was doing was defending his, himself from someone that was out there to kill him. You know, Jose Alba didn't leave his house that morning, you know, to, to kill someone. Jose Alba went to work to support his family. And this young man that was half his age went around the counter and started beating on an old man. The old man grabbed whatever he could to defend himself. And unfortunate for, for Austin Simon, he was killed. It wasn't Jose's intention, and everyone has seen that. So I think the best thing that could have happened was that this bodega had video cameras, surveillance cameras, because if they did not, Jose Alba would be facing 20 to 30 years in jail. And even though he saw the videotape, he was still facing 20 to 30 years in jail until the media finally said, what are you kidding? The videotape was there. Can you imagine if there was no videotape, Jose Alba would still be in Rikers because that's what Alvin Bragg thinks about you defending your store from an ex-con who was clearly trying to stab you behind the counter. Here is Allison Esposito. She was also with the NYPD, and this is what she had to say about the way Alvin Bragg handled this and the fact that Jose Alba for quite some time was charged with second-degree murder. Understand that this is a tragic end of a course of events that Alba did not set in motion, that Simon himself, as the aggressor, set in motion that his girlfriend by screaming at our victim alba that she was going to get someone to come in and f him up she set this in motion and then she stabbed alba and is not been charged as of now for her crimes that she set in motion we must hold criminals accountable for their actions we must take back the morals and the fabric that our country, this great nation was founded upon. We must protect the inalienable right of our people to defend themselves upon aggression, which was the case in this incident. Yeah, I guess in Alvin Bragg's world, you are not allowed to defend yourself from a lunatic ex-con, that you will be charged with murder if you defend yourself What kind of crazy system of justice? And guess what? Yeah, this is the guy who charged President Trump. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teddy. Line three. Teddy, your thoughts. Uh, Good evening. I agree with you, and I'm not changing my mind. I agree with you. It was one of the biggest blunders that Bragg did dealing with uh, Alba. The uh, the bodega worker. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but the idea, though, let's separate Alba's situation from what Jordan is doing. Let's not kid ourselves. Read a, a Southern prosecutor, a former Southern prosecutor in today's Daily News wrote an editorial saying it's all about 
brag against Trump. And well, and Teddy, by the way, I'm <laughs> sure. By the way, Teddy, I don't uh, dispute you. I didn't see that, but I'm sure there are. But there are plenty others who say it is a complete stretch by a politically driven prosecutor. And there are many people that are liberal, neutral, Republican, all over the place that say. The indictment looks really thin. Even CNN said, quote, it is underwhelming. Um, And and let's get back to Bragg real quick. Um, You know, that to me epitomizes the case there with Alba, first off, Teddy, because there in that case, he didn't want to give the bodega worker any sort of break. It was clear the videotape was right there. He saw the video and he still charged the guy with second degree murder what does that say to you teddy about this guy's priorities the ex-con was what the good guy who was coming behind the counter and stabbing him that you see clear as day on videotape what was Jose? but that's not but that's not just a mistake that that is that says something about his judgment because you see it on videotape it is clear as day and he still continued with the charges until there was so much public pressure teddy what does that say to you about any da you don't have to be brag but any da who would do that it's very bad All right, good. I thought we'd see the light. Teddy, thank you for the call. We'll continue with our calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Teddy says, it's very bad. I agree, Ted. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Jose Alba is leaving the beautiful Dominican Republic to come back to New York. He fled after all these allegations happened. He said he doesn't want to live in America anymore. And so he returned to his home of the Dominican Republic. He said the Big Apple is too crime ridden. The justice is not fair. Uh, When people went by his bodega, the little store, the Blue Moon convenience store in Harlem, Uh, That's where the stabbing happened on July 1st. Uh, They said that Jose Alba soon afterwards had left after he was finally freed from Rikers after Bragg charged him incorrectly with murder for defending himself, even after he saw the videotape. Now, uh, there's word that also Jose Alba may be suing also uh, the city and the Manhattan DA's office for $10 million dollars alleging that they wrongfully brought a case against him for fatally stabbing that ex-con, Austin Simon, in self-defense, which we all saw on the videotape. He already filed some notice that a lawsuit may be coming. And he says it is outrageous that after the videotape was shown, the DA continued the case against him, not until... There was incredible media pressure and from the Bodega Workers Union, Fernando Mateo, who we were just playing a clip of. Everybody was talking about this. And it's no wonder that Jim Jordan says that Alvin Bragg is trying to impede his investigation at every twist and turn. Of course, Bragg says it is actually Jordan who's trying to impede his investigation of Trump. But Jim Jordan says that Alvin Bragg doesn't want to be on the hot seat, not only about the Trump investigation, but his record of crime in New York. Take a listen. 
They're obstructing our investigation, Brett. We have a constitutional duty to get to the facts, particularly when you have a district attorney interfering with the most important election we have, which is election of the commander in chief, the president of the United States. And understand what happened here. Alvin Bragg used federal funds to indict a former president for no crime. And then when we ask questions about it, when we want to investigate, he takes us to court. And he takes us to court because we want to talk to someone who left the DA's office a year ago, who went out and wrote a book on this very subject, did all kinds of interviews, was pushing to go after President Trump before he got there, while he got there. When he left, he wrote a book about it. And we're not allowed to talk to him to do our duty. They're obstructing our constitutional duty to do oversight. Yeah, and how do you make up for the fact that you were smeared all over TV, accused of second-degree murder, thrown in Rikers, all for defending yourself and the store that you're working in? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norman, line three. Norm, your thoughts. That's my thoughts, Rita. First of all, my answer to Itchy, I don't even – Itchy is what uh, – BJ uh, named Itchy and Scratchy, of course, lives in Forest Hills. Wait, who's um, Itchy? I, who's Itchy? Itchy is uh, Fuzzy itchy Ted, is the Ted Teddy Bear, Teddy, yes, Teddy, Fuzzy Teddy. Go ahead. Yes, yes, that's that's Itchy and uh, BJ named them both, and then Scratchy lives in uh, lives in lives in Forest Hills. Anyway, um, today uh, during Cats and Cosby, my Cats and Cosby was disturbed because I heard a ruckus in the street. Uh, some street maniac, some EDP was going house to house trying to break into houses, and he broke it. He tried to break into my friend's uh, who lives across the street's house. And oh, my goodness. His elderly, father, his elderly father lives there, and thank God he didn't get in. They called the cops, and they got him. But my point to you is that this is what's happening in New York City. Uh, my sleepy little community of Canarsie, uh, these things just don't happen here. And basically, unless you live in a, a, a building in Manhattan with the security system there, uh, you know, it's open season here. So, I, I you know, I uh, uh, whatever happens to brag, it's not enough. And uh, basically, the city is becoming a nightmare. You, and, you know, uh, it's you know. interesting, Norm. Um, and, um, and, and and listen, I always like to hear from everybody. I always like to hear from Ted and Stan and whoever, itchy and scratchy, as you guys call them. But Ted did say tonight that he agrees it was wrong uh, what Alvin Bragg did. So, you know, that's really bad if even he says it. Um, But, you know, it's amazing. And I talked to Bill O'Reilly. I think it was last week he made this comment to me on the show. And you may have all heard this where he really and this was pretty strong. uh, Bill said, you know, he firmly believes that Alvin Bragg basically has blood on his hands for like hundreds of people in New York that he has basically let out these cons, these repeat offenders, over and over again. And you can see the track record. They get worse and worse and worse and often commit murders. Um, And, you know, I feel that he is clearly responsible for this revolving door. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out these people need to be locked up. And he gives them a free pass. And then he goes after people like Jose Alba. I can't wait to hear Jose testify. We're going to continue your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement, and, of course, their families. A powerful story coming from Peru, Indiana, 
where two Indiana police officers were honored for their swift response in saving a woman from a drug overdose. Both of the officers administered life-saving care to a woman at a time when ambulances were not close by and which might have arrived too late. The police chief there says that the police were called to a residence uh, after a 911 call about a woman who was not breathing suddenly. The officers arrived on the scene and gave the woman three doses of Narcan, the drug overdose reverse drug, and immediately started CPR on her. After a breathing tube was put into the woman's mouth, she took a big breath and started coughing. By the time an ambulance arrived, she was breathing on her own. That's amazing. Uh, the chief of police there said that the two officers absolutely deserve to be honored because of what they did to save this woman's life. And bravo to those officers in Indiana and, of course, all of our great men and women in law enforcement across the country. Well, it sure sounds like justice wasn't fair for bodega worker Jose Alba. Remember last year when he was working at the Harlem bodega store and suddenly this guy came in, an ex-con, goes behind the counter, starts stabbing him. Jose Worker kills the guy in self-defense and then he gets charged with second-degree murder by New York DA Alvin Bragg. He was in Rikers. There was such a ruckus because people said they couldn't believe that Alvin Bragg charged this guy who was defending himself. You see it on the videotape. There was a store surveillance camera. It was clear as day that the bad guy, the ex-con, jumped behind the counter, started attacking Jose Alba. He was a big guy attacking Jose Alba, 61-year-old, a smaller guy, the store clerk. And he was just defending himself when he killed the ex-con. And you could tell the outcome was basically block him in behind the counter. Uh, Jose Alba may not have gotten out of there alive. There was a good chance. He was clearly attacking him. And yet, D.A. Alvin Bragg, the same D.A. who did the charges against Donald Trump, 34 felony counts, well, he gave Jose Alba the business and basically said, you are charged with second-degree murder, and he was sent to Rikers Prison, which is not a pretty place in New York. So it wasn't until the media outcried that suddenly, you know what, then suddenly Alvin Bragg had an epiphany and decided to drop the charges against this clerk. Well, the clerk was so disheartened after this entire experience, obviously shaken by the guy who came into his store. Then he finds out that he gets charged with second-degree murder, would have basically spent the rest of his life behind bars just defending himself under Alvin Bragg's justice. Well, he said he had it. And he left New York back to his native Dominican Republic. He said, this is not the way American justice works. He was so disheartened with New York City justice under Alvin Bragg. So I think it's bravo that Jose Alba will be one of the witnesses next week when the House Judiciary Committee under Jim Jordan will hold hearings on Alvin Bragg and also crime in New York City and how violent offenders often get a free pass by this DA, but not if your last name is Donald Trump. Then it doesn't matter what you do. It looks like he is intent to charge you with felony counts and inflate charges and stretch charges, as many legal experts believe he is doing in the case against Trump. So, boy, what a contrast that's going to be. And it's going to be powerful to hear Jose Alba describe what happened to him, how he felt, 
and what he thinks of Alvin Bragg's justice and American justice. What a sad testament to a person who came here working hard, came to America, working his heart out, and then he gets charged just for defending himself when the guy was clearly viciously attacking Jose Alba. Clear as day, it was on videotape. But that didn't seem to matter to Alvin Bragg until there was such an outcry that he finally dropped the charges. What are your thoughts, everybody, about this? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, here is a little bit. This is Jim Jordan basically saying recently that he has a lot of questions for Alvin Bragg and how he handled the investigation of Donald Trump. Why did he go so crazy after Donald Trump? And then yet he seems to let all these ex-cons, all these repeat offenders, like the guy who was attacking Jose Alba, that was an ex-con. Why are some of the worst of the worst, why are they getting out and it seems like other people are not? Take a listen to Jim Jordan. But with President Trump, they spy on his campaign. They raid his home 91 days before an election. And now they indict him on a campaign finance violation when he didn't even use campaign funds for the for the uh, transaction in question. So this is ridiculous. The country understands it. And that's why we uh, three different committees are are trying to get information and answers to to key questions uh, from uh, District Attorney Bragg. And yet Bragg is fighting them tooth and nail. But they said they're still going to go forward with hearings in New York City. I can't wait to see. And again, they will have also other victims' rights advocates speaking there as well. In the meantime, President Trump is also going on the offense. He is now sued. His ex-lawyer, Michael Cohen, uh, seeking a $500 million basically worth in damages The former president basically says that is one time very loyal fixer. Uh, Michael Cohen basically uh, failed to keep confidential attorney client privileges, which is interesting because there is an attorney client privilege by, quote, profiting by spreading falsehoods about him in books and podcasts, according to Trump. And he also says that uh, it just was over the top, that he was falsifying a whole bunch of information about me. Now, the attorney for Michael Cohen says that Trump's lawsuit is frivolous and, quote, Trump once again is using and abusing the justice system as a form of harassment and intimidation against Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, of course, is the key witness, basically, in Bragg's case. And also, President Trump, came out yesterday and said in an interview that no matter where this all goes, if Alvin Bragg, even maybe the case goes to trial, if it goes to trial in New York, and God forbid it turns out, uh, in his words, if it ends up with a conviction there in New York, and who knows what happens with a Manhattan jury, of course, you never know. Well, President Trump said last night he's not going anywhere. And by the way, constitutionally, you can still run for president, A, if you're charged with a crime, even if you're convicted, even if you're in jail. Not that I ever think any, you know, that he would be in jail. By the way, if he is convicted and by a Manhattan jury and who knows with Manhattan based on what we've seen of late. Well, I think what Dershowitz said is that for sure, even if he were to be convicted by a Manhattan jury, he would probably win on an appeal down the road, um, whether it went to a judge, uh, you know, the next step. But Trump says no matter what, he is staying in the race, no matter what. And he can constitutionally, no matter what. Again, he could even be in jail and still run. He said he is not going anywhere. He's going to take these slings and arrows 
uh, because he knows that they are politically motivated. And he says he's the only guy that can handle the fight that the Democrats are waging against Republicans. He said nobody else can handle it. And he said he will never drop out of the 2024 presidential race. That's what he says the Democrats are trying to do. They're trying to bog him down the Soviet style, as he said last night, uh, with all these sort of you know, accusations from all different directions, trying to bog somebody down with legal and criminal proceedings. And he said, guess what? No matter what, he is not going anywhere. Take a listen. Here is Trump last night. Is there anything they could throw at you legally that would convince you to drop out of the race? If you get convicted in this case in New York, no, I'd never drop drop out. out. No, I'd never drop out. It's not my thing. I wouldn't do it. And he was also asked, by the way, that was Tucker Carlson in the interview with Trump. uh, He was also asked, what do you think of Biden? Do you think Biden will run again? Take a listen to how Trump responded. Do you think Biden will stay in the race? Look, uh, I, I watch him just like you do. And I think it's almost inappropriate for me to say it. I don't see how it's possible. But there's something wrong. I saw his answer today on television about whether or not he was going to run to a very nice guy named Al Roker. I mean, you can't get a softer question than that. That was a long answer of talking about the eggs and the this and that. Look, I don't think he can. Yeah, the eggs comment was bizarre. It was like, remember Al Roker asked him, I think it was on Monday at the Easter egg roll. Hunter was there, by the way. Hunter's with him in Ireland, too. We're going to get to Hunter in the next hour because, boy, there's a lot of stuff there, too. But... He was asked by Al Roker, well, uh, you know, are you going to be running again? He's like, well, I have Easter eggs coming out of my mouth and my backside. It was the most bizarre thing. I was like, does he think he's a chicken? I mean, it was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard. And even Colbert was making fun of him. You know, Colbert. You know, Stephen Colbert, the comedian. You know it's bad. But he was just, like, incoherent and bizarre. And then he was asked, of course, are you going to run again? And he said, I am planning to run again. I haven't announced it yet, but I'm planning to run. Uh, God help us, America. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh, the chicken uh, coming out uh, all different directions. That's a new one. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Veronica, line five. Veronica, what do you make? Um, first of all, uh, Trump said he nothing's going to force him to drop out. And also, We know that Jose Alba is finally going to be able to speak out about his case. I can't wait to see what he has to say. Well, Rita, thank you so much. I love your show. And I just want to get very quickly to Jose Alba. I give him a lot of kudos for coming back, how he was traumatized. And, you know, coming to speak to, you know, Representative Jordan, who I thank God we have him because he's the only guy to kudos to him for coming and trying to shine a light on victims rights, you know, and there's going to be other people beside Mr. Alba, you know, coming to speak and that's going to be wonderful. And, and just real quick, as far as president Trump is concerned, I love him. And I love what he said to Tucker and I love how he made a comparison and said, Bernie Sanders, you may not agree with him. He's sharp as a tack. The 96-year-old founder of Home Depot hasn't missed a beat. Yep, Bernie Marcus. Bernie Marcus, yep. Joe Biden has lost it. And he's sitting there in Ireland today, and his own son, Hunter, who I don't know why he's there, but anyway, he had to remind him. The kids are asking you, what is the two steps to success? 
and he rambles on about COVID. By the way, Veronica, I saw that exchange. It was the weirdest thing. He was answering school kids' questions, which doesn't get more easy. You know, it doesn't get simpler than that. And so one of the kids asks, you know, yeah, what are the keys to success? And then he starts talking about no COVID or something. And Hunter, you know, it's bad when Hunter walks over and is like, ah, dad, uh, the kid was asking, what's the key to success? And the kid repeated it like three times. And then he still kind of walked away. Like, I thought, oh, my God, what, he couldn't handle that? No wonder he doesn't do, you know, that many interviews. No wonder he doesn't do that many press conferences. Uh, I mean, if he can't handle, what was it? Like, it looked like a bunch of, like, first graders. And it was that kid. You could hear it clear as day, the question. He kept repeating it. And the kid was like, uh, 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 and the kid looked shocked as Biden's being, like, led away by Hunter. You know that's a bad day, Veronica. Um, And what does that say to you about our president, Veronica? Oh, my God. It's just like, and, you know, me and my friends, we talk about it all the time. We have no recourse. Like, I, we feel like that's why I'm so happy Representative Jordan's coming to, like, defend some of our rights. Like, we don't have no rights anymore in this country. It's like, you know, the good people who all just put on the ringer, you know. And poor Mr. Alba, you know, a wonderful immigrant that comes to this country for a wonderful opportunity, loves America, and he has this terrible experience. It's disgusting. Yeah, I actually think he's got a big case, by the way, because it looks like he is planning to file suit against the city. And I actually think he has a great case because uh, the video was out there and the charges still continued, you know. And and clearly, even before the video, you know, Alvin Bragg didn't even want to take his like it, it was already his fault. I mean, which was just astounding. You know, there was no way that he was. And thank God that video, you, you know, it makes you wonder, Veronica, if that video didn't exist. I actually do believe under Alvin Bragg's justice system, he would probably still be in Rikers. And what a sad testament. That just sort of says it all about Alvin Bragg's system of justice in New York. Uh, You know, he seems to like criminals more than he likes police and law-abiding citizens. And that is a sad testament. Uh, We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Jose Alba, the bodega worker who was incorrectly, boy was he ever accused of murder. Bragg's office charged him with second degree murder and he could have been behind bars 20 to 30 years the rest of his life. Uh, He was a 61-year-old guy, and he was so disheartened because he was just defending his store. Greg ultimately dropped the case against him amid heavy public outcry, determining the surveillance footage showed that he acted in self-defense, which if you had seen the video for five seconds, you would have realized was the case. But not in Alvin Bragg's world. Boy, is this going to be a wild hearing. And Alvin Bragg... Uh, we'll finally hear from Jose Alba and hear his side of the story and what Alba thinks of American justice. How sad is that? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom, line seven in Minnesota. Go ahead, Dom. Yeah, Rita, maybe Jill Biden can help Jose Alba get his job back at the Bogota. 
<laughs> oh, my God. You are so you bad. You're that? right. I do remember. She was misspelling yeah. a whole bunch of that stuff that day. You're right. Maybe she could That's translate. Right. Maybe she could be the translator. Absolutely. So, you know, someone should call for the impeachment of Alvin Bragg and maybe create a sitcom titled Manhattan SUV, the Cohen Bragg Show. That would, <laughs> that would go very well on TV. It would be, but you know what? People wouldn't believe it. They would say it's fiction, Dom. That's the problem. Unfortunately, it's real life for uh, for New York and for the rest of the country. Dom, thank yeah. you very much. We love you very much. Always love your great lines. You're terrific. Let's go to Elena, line two. Elena, your thoughts? Good evening, Rita. What do you think of Jose Alba being front row and center, Elena? I I just, I pity him. I am such a proud American, and I am so ashamed of the justice system and what it's doing to hardworking people. Yeah, and you know what's so sad? I think about, I have always said this on the show, too. I am not a fan of illegal immigration because I think it's dangerous for the country and for security. Legal immigration um, you know, is who we are as America. You know, we're a melting pot. And you think about somebody like a Jose Alba. This is a guy who came to this country, um, you know, trying to make, uh, you know, a, a life for himself or his family. Um, hardworking by all accounts. The the worker there, the owner of that bodega said that he was like an outstanding employee, always loyal, kind, helpful. Um, and you can't blame somebody for trying to protect the store. Then they get attacked and then he gets charged with second degree murder. It really is. It's like the worst of the worst. And somebody who, you know, it breaks your heart because this is a person who came to this country thinking, you know, America is, is this incredible system of justice and this beacon on the hill and just became so disgusted that he actually left the country. I mean, I mean, after he finally got freed from Alvin Bragg, he left the country, Elena. Um, to me, that what a sad testament. Um, and I think it's great that he's going to be testifying next week. I can't wait to hear what he says. Elena, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Tony, line six. Tony, your thoughts? Yes, I'm so excited, Rita, because Jose Alba, to me, will become a symbol for all the injustice of uh, Alvin Bragg, no bail when he gave Jose Alba such a high bail. He's going to have some explaining to do. And Jose Alba could very well be the case that takes him down. Because don't forget, Jim Jordan is looking at what's being done by Bragg to President Trump. He's looking at other things like the weaponization of the government. And he has all those committees going on about what was going on with the FBI. He's looking at Hunter Biden. He's looking at Anthony Fauci, who's getting into trouble with um, Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan. So Bragg is going to be in front of the best man that we could possibly put him in front of. And Jose Alba may be the man that takes Alvin Bragg down. And But you know that Bragg is fighting this tooth and nail um, and says that anything. And in fact... Uh, there's a hearing on Wednesday next week. Monday is when maybe Alba and these others come up. Wednesday is a hearing separately to see if uh, the subpoena will go through on this guy, Mark Pomerantz, who was a former district attorney in the office under Bragg, who was upset that Bragg wasn't pushing to go after Trump because he didn't agree with Trump, um, which is absolutely not the reason to go after somebody. But Pomerantz, um, in his book, apparently uh, very much scolded you know, Bragg. 
And you can tell Bragg doesn't want him or anybody in the office. He doesn't want anybody testifying. Um, So we'll see if he'll ever get before the committee. I think eventually he might uh, because there were some federal funds used. So there could be some justification for that. Let's go to Larry real quick. Larry, line five. Your thoughts, Larry? I can't be held real quick because I there's a very important thing going on. You, 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 the focus should not be on Al, on, on uh, Jose Albo. There's a pattern. Can you hold me yeah. over? Because I have to make an important point. All right, go, go ahead real quick. Go ahead real quick, Lair. I can't say it real All right, Lair. Well, Lair, Lair, well, because I love you, Lair, I will hold you over. I'll continue everybody with the calls. Larry can't get to the point quick, but it's Wednesday. So we'll let him go. All right, we'll continue, everybody. Larry, we'll continue. We'll talk about Alba and Hunter Biden at the White House and his friends 80 times. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, you know how Joe Biden always consistently made it sound like he had nothing to do with Hunter's business deals, never talked business with his son, even though his son said that they would talk basically every single day, that they were so close. And remember, Joe said that Hunter is the smartest guy that he knows. And Joe also said he doesn't know anything about his business deals. He also said, remember, that the laptop was definitely Russian disinformation. That's what he heard. That was all orchestrated. We'll obviously try to get to the bottom of that because that was kind of wild how that came out. But as things were evolving, now more details are coming out. Not only, obviously, was the Hunter Biden laptop real. We know that it has been real. We know that it's been authenticated. And also think about how different the election could have been, because even Democrats said that they thought that that was Russian disinformation or they didn't know anything about it. Because remember, it was also blocked on Twitter, New York Post and all that. Well, now some really powerful details are coming out. First off, uh, another committee led by the Republicans, because they've only been in charge since January, they have now subpoenaed a whole bunch of different bank accounts trying to get to the bottom of all these money transfers that were coming into business associates of Hunter Biden and then going to various Biden family members. And now it turns out that business associates of Hunter Biden, according to a number of reports, shows that they visited the White House more than 80 times, 80 times when Joe Biden was vice president. So can you believe that Joe Biden doesn't know these people, that he never talked business? There was also this White House stenographer, by the way, who has been coming out and basically says that he is aware that some of the deals were not like to go over to a country and talk about sanctions, but instead were actually to really talk about business deals that would have helped other countries. So there's some interesting stuff coming out, and things are definitely percolating. And after you hear that these partners visited the White House 80 times when Joe was VP, we, of course, see them posing in pictures, golfing, and all that other stuff. 
It's hard to believe that Joe Biden says he knew nothing about Hunter's business deals and all the money that was coming in. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Remember this? Remember how he was deflecting during the campaign? This is in 2019. Listen to him responding to reporters who wanted to try to get to the bottom of it. This is cut 19A, where he basically was responding to reporters' questions. Take a listen. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business And so how do you know? Look, here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened? That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. Ah, that uh, you should be looking at Trump. That sounds like the campaign ad for Alvin Bragg when he was running on the campaign. And meantime, Trump says that all of this is so transparent. And he says, soon the chickens are going to come home to roost. And all of these details about Hunter Biden, apparently a Chinese bank is somewhat cooperating. Cathay Bank is cooperating with some of the details. They are now casting subpoenas far and wide for business records. And things could get pretty ugly pretty quickly. And I find it hard to believe that these business associates just happened to visit the White House 80 times, and there was never, ever a discussion about business with Joe Biden and his son Hunter. And in the middle of all this, by the way, you know, in Ireland, Joe Biden, guess who he brought? He didn't bring Jill. He brought Hunter, as we were just talking about. Uh, I think it was Elena who brought up the fact that Hunter, like there was a question thrown at uh, Joe Biden, and Hunter was kind of trying to help along with the, like, you know, first graders today in Ireland. Hunter is right there. He was right there by his side at the Easter egg roll on Monday. It's like they're kind of like just showing him off in front of everybody, kind of like parading him like, ha, ha, ha. You know, nothing to see here. Just the 80 visits to the White House and some very questionable business deals and some very questionable business partners. Well, President Trump says no matter what, he is going to keep on running. He is not going to be deterred. And he also says that... He knows, including many Democrats and others, that he's innocent and that this is all politically driven, according to Trump. This is what he had to say uh, just a few hours ago. I watched some of these. I think it was Andrew McCabe, the FBI guy who I fired. He came out. He said, they've got no case. They've all come out and said it. And yet, if you listen to some on liberal media, some say that what Trump said, but there are some who say that, oh, you know what, Uh, throw the book at him. His last name is Trump. And they also say that Bragg should not be cooperating with Jim Jordan, that the New York DA, the soft on crime New York DA, even though he campaigned on going after Trump, and now he has, of course, gotten that 34-count indictment, basically there are some, and including Congressman Dan Goldman, Democrat, who says that Jim Jordan and Trump are working together. They're basically the ones who are colluding, not uh, anybody on the Biden side. And he also thinks that Bragg doesn't really need to help or cooperate with Congress. Boy, boy, it sounds like, uh, do you call it hypocrisy, I guess? one 800 Here is Congressman Dan Goldman. Jim Jordan and perhaps Kevin McCarthy and others 
are essentially colluding with Donald Trump to intervene and interfere in and for Congress to intervene and interfere in an ongoing investigation. Donald Trump is essentially using the House Republicans as his taxpayer funded legal defense team. And they are now completely outside of their jurisdiction. There is no basis for them to intervene in an ongoing criminal investigation and prosecution at the state level. It's not even a federal matter here. It's a state level. Although Jim Jordan says there was some federal funds used, Alvin Bragg has admitted to that. And if you have a prosecutor who's out of control, where is the recourse? So there's a lot of questions here, guys. By the way, I always read your social media. I always love your tweets and everything else. Uh, This is from Molly. Molly sends in to me, Jose Alba, of course, the former bodega worker who fled because he was so disgusted with the U.S. justice system. She said, is a great choice to speak before Congress. He's going to be at the hearing next Monday, I believe, in New York. He knows firsthand how Bragg likes to operate. Criminals take priority over victims when it comes to Bragg. Well said, Molly, and sadly on point in New York City under Alvin Bragg. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go back to Larry, who said he had a mouthful. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, Rita, you could help me perform a public service. Uh, and for what I'm about to say by making sure that Jim Jordan hears this, okay? Um, basically, uh, Jose Alba should the, the focus should not only be on him. When you when you establish a pattern of conduct that's much more powerful than any one individual can be. Now, a couple of weeks ago, there was a case with a parking garage attendant that uh, shot somebody after he was shot in self defense. He grabbed the gun and he was handcuffed to his bed. For a few hours before he was let go. Now, if that's investigated, that should be investigated by the House uh, Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, and to find out how much involvement the NYPD had, because I think the NYPD said they were acting on the um, orders to arrest him of Alvin Bragg, because Alvin Bragg could simply say, because he was he was freed within a few hours. So Alvin Bragg could typically lie within his character and say that it was the NYPD that arrested him and I freed him. So Jim Jordan and that committee has to go into the ranks of the NYPD, the arresting officers, and find out if in fact Bragg had that poor man who was shot twice arrested uh, arrested for defending himself because that would suggest a pattern of conduct well and which larry, is very powerful and larry to your point they are also having before the committee that's why i brought up uh not just uh jose alba who obviously epitomizes bad justice by bragg um but also they are having the chairwoman of a group called victims rights reform council and also jennifer harrison who's the founder of victims rights new york And I think they're going to do, I think you're spot on. I think they're going to do exactly that. They're going to show a pattern and say there are X amount of cases where this has happened, where somebody has done X amount of crimes. They've been let go. And then now let's draw the contrast to President Trump. Uh, Never charge, never this, never, you know, I mean, so I think you're absolutely right because you're right. A pattern clearly shows. And Jose Alba Sometimes it's good to have, obviously, one case that sort of epitomizes just how transparently horrible and clear it was, because it certainly was in his case. 
but then also repeating the statistics that sadly it may not be an anomaly. And you're right. The numbers speak volumes. Larry, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's go to Joe. Line one. Joe, your thoughts, my friend. Reading my life, I'm going to hit you with some bombshells. I hope you're sitting down. The bottom line is this. Justice was served recently. First of all, I brought the Alba case up on your show two weeks ago. I do believe that Senor Alba, God bless him, was 62 at the time. I also brought up the witch who instigated it has yet to be charged. Also, the New York City Police Department could have held him for, had him held for 72 hours, three days and nights without charging him, have him call an ambulance, and, and Alba called an ambulance to try to save the creep who tried to kill him. Now, the bottom line is the police could have held him for 72 hours in a hospital, handcuffed to the bed, and he would have received the medical attention. So I blame the New York City Police Department and I blame Bragg because the bottom line is he, will, he did not receive the medical treatment. He almost died. He almost died in Rikers. And by the way, justice was served yesterday and last month on Long Island when a horrible guy killed his own eight-year-old autistic son, making him sleep in a, in a frozen garage in Nassau County, and the creep's girlfriends participated, and he was protected because he was a police officer, but he was not above the law either. I, by the way, by the way, I saw that case. That was a horrible case, Joe, uh, where the poor kid was sleeping outside and it was freezing. Um, that was a horrible case, and I'm so glad uh, just as you said, that it looks like justice was definitely served in that case. Obviously, nothing can bring back uh, that beautiful little boy. I remember seeing his, his smiley little face uh, with the little brown hair and the beautiful eyes. It is such a heartbreaking situation. By the way, I'm a godmother of autistic kids. So when I heard it was a young autistic boy, it just broke my heart, Joe. And you're right, Joe. You brought up Jose Alba. You absolutely brought up Jose Alba as a, a clear case of what's going on. And you're right. He could have died in Rikers. And that's why I actually think he has a really powerful case against the city of New York and Alvin Bragg's office, which apparently he is planning to do. Uh, He's already sort of started the initial paperwork. And I actually think he has a very compelling case. And the fact that he saw the video. I mean, that's the thing, Joe, too. It doesn't take that long to get the videotape. All you have to do is look at the videotape. There's a surveillance video. It usually takes, you know, hours potentially, you know, maybe a day max, not even that, usually to get videotape. So, I mean, the fact that they waited and waited and waited and waited, saw the video and waited and waited, and then suddenly he had an epiphany to let him out. That, to me, is shameful. And I'm so glad that you brought up the case, and I'm glad that Jose Alba will be maybe witness number one, but certainly one of the first ones coming up. And he will get at least some justice next week to speak out against Alvin Bragg. 1-800-848-9222. Joe, thank you so much. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Some new news coming at us right now. This is interesting. According to the Washington Post, they are narrowing in on the leaker of those documents. Remember those highly classified documents that found their way onto social media, basically uh, creating havoc among our allies 
and our foes. Some of them talking about movements in the war between Russia and Ukraine. Also details uh, about Egypt secretly trying to sell, according to the documents, tens of thousands of rockets to Russia while they're trying to play nice-nice with us. I mean, there's some really interesting stuff. It has been one of the biggest leaks, they said, basically worse than Edward Snowden. And now there's a new report that just came out from the Washington Post. This is a bombshell that apparently in this chat room, there was a person named O.G., uh, not named in their story, uh, but someone who apparently was sharing details of these leaks in this chat room. And they're saying that it may have been gathered from a source. Get this who's reportedly just a kid who was hacking somehow into a chat room, was able to get some information, and then was translating some intel speak and was able to post some of this information, which started, as we know, about two months ago or so. I mean, this is stunning. If indeed this is true, first off, it's unclear if they know exactly who the leaker is. But if it turns out that it's just some kid who's like a gamer who somehow got into super secret technology at the Pentagon, was able to get into highly classified documents and then put it all over social media and basically, you know, put us in such a dangerous position with our allies. Nobody has been denying, basically, other than Egypt, uh, the content of some of these communiques. It's really troubling if it turns out that it's just a kid who's a gamer who suddenly was able to break in. That is a stunning, stunning development. And we'll, of course, keep you posted as we're getting details on this because it is breaking fast and furious. Meantime, of course, the case between Jim Jordan and Alvin Bragg. Bragg suing Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan subpoenaing Bragg. Where do you see this case going? Because they believe that next week... We will see at least the beginning of hearings and potentially even as early as maybe towards the end of the week. If a judge rules that the subpoena is lawful, especially from former employees of Alvin Bragg, talking about specifically the Trump case and that one, uh, they may have to testify as early as Thursday. That's when one of the subpoenas is issued for. So it's going to get really good. It's going to get very interesting next week in New York. And all eyes on Jim Jordan, who is going after it with Alvin Bragg and exposing soft on crime DAs across this country and politically charged DAs like Alvin Bragg across this country as well. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil. Line six. Phil, your thoughts. Rita, I'm so pleased what he's doing, what he's doing. The whole point of it is this is Congress. This is the House of Reps. You don't you don't mess with these people. This is an official federal governmental body that has great authority, to, tremendous authority. And Alvin Bragg is basically going to get eviscerated, and his people behind him are all going to collapse because the, the problem is the depth of inquiry which Congress can go into to go after these people is is it's stunning. You, you can go all the way down. You can go backwards, forwards, sideways. And I guarantee you, I got a feeling in my heart that his his comrades behind him, hiding behind Mr. Bragg, are going to just turn and just start talking. And Albert Bragg might well might well be very quickly out of a job, and if not charged, 
Wow, that could be interesting. And you know, Phil, too, I agree that I think there are some people in that office, and I think that obviously a lot of them are liberal. They're in the New York DA's office, and if they agree with Alvin Bragg's policies, they're clearly liberal and out of whack in terms of uh, law enforcement, but that's a whole other story. Um, But I think that some of them do care about the rule of law and care about American justice and would say, even if they don't like Trump, I don't think a lot of them probably there do. I think they there are probably at least some of conscience that would hopefully be able to separate their emotions from the facts of this case. And I'm talking about the case against Trump and be able to say, well, this guy rode on going after Trump, campaigned on it. I'm actually astounded that Bragg hasn't you know, been recused or removed because that what I would think would be one of the first motions that the Trump team will do because clearly he had political motivations. He telegraphed it. And there may be somebody in there who still feels that the rule of law needs to be upheld. Uh, let's go to John. Line five. John, your thoughts real quick. Hi, Rita. How are you? Um, you know, Wilson's is very upset with the, with the, the American people are very upset with the Ted Cruz's, the Lindsey Graham's, they're all talking, no action. If there's any time that these men need to step up, it's now. Get behind Jim Jordan. Hit these Democrats with both barrels. Let them know we are not playing this time. And and you know what? Go to justice, wherever justice leads. If somebody did something wrong, it shouldn't matter. If they're a Democrat, whatever, they're a bad person, if that's the case. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great military and their families, a beautiful story coming from Chillicothe, Ohio, where not that long ago it was Vietnam War Veterans Day in the U.S., and the local chapter there of the Daughters of the American Revolution honored local Ross County Vietnam veterans. 37 hand-sewn quilts with pillowcases and also pillows were presented to residents of a medical center. The quilts were beautifully sewn by the Daughters of the American Revolution members and volunteers of a local quilting group. Vietnam veterans were also recognized and honored by the AMVETS Club. So it was a big celebration. And there at a ceremony, they pinned the vets and thanked them for their service. And many people from the community attended, including other veterans of other wars. Now, the pins and the flags were provided by the United States Vietnam War Commemorative. And a number of people said, thank you, thank you, thank you for appreciating our service. The organizers of it said that they were proud to be a partner of this. They'll continue to pin veterans whenever and wherever we see them to thank them for their selfless service to our country. And, of course, to all of the great Vietnam veterans, welcome home. We love you and we appreciate you. Well, we are talking about equal justice in America, and we were just talking about all the Alvin Bragg and Jose Alba and all that stuff. Well, things are certainly thickening, if you will, in the plot with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Now, at this time, by the way, in the middle of all this, Hunter Biden's over there in Ireland uh, playing translator for his dad over there when first graders are asking questions that Joe Biden doesn't seem to understand. That's a whole other story. 
And then he was out there at the Easter egg roll, kind of hanging out like nothing's wrong, nothing to see here. Well, we do know that the committee, and this one led by James Comer, we know Jim Jordan is doing a lot of the stuff tied to Bragg. Well, James Comer is doing a lot tied to Hunter Biden, and he's at the helm of that committee, the Republican there. And he has now been trying to subpoena a whole bunch of records. He's gotten some from some banks, and he's also been able to look at some of these suspicious activity reports. These are when the Treasury Department Department basically says, uh, there's something funky here. This is coming from a strange country. This is a big amount of money suddenly coming in or going to a shell company, and this should be flagged. Well, apparently there are over 100 of those, which is a lot for one person. And Hunter Biden apparently has a whole bunch of them. And we know from recently at least one of the deals that they got from Rob Walker's records. Rob Walker was one of the guys who brought Hunter Biden into business deals, uh, claims that he also had contact with Joe Biden. And so Rob Walker Basically, uh, via Tony Bobolinsky, I should say, because it's Tony Bobolinsky who's saying that, that there was these contacts uh, through uh, Joe Biden. That's the guy who, of course, spoke with Tucker, uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox. But through all of these things, we saw through Rob Walker some money that suddenly came in from China and then it got suddenly dispersed a lot of money to various Hunter Biden family members. So it definitely did look awfully fishy. And when you saw that, you wait, wait a minute. And then the mayor of Moscow's wife. Well, Peter Schweitzer claims that there is basically over $30 million that the Biden family made. That's a heck of a lot of money. Why was all that money coming from these sort of rogue individuals to either Hunter Biden or business associates and then sometimes going to shell companies, suddenly getting dispersed into different family members? It looks awfully fishy. And James Comer said he is definitely trying to get to the bottom of this. And now we're learning that according to reports, and these are of the White House visitor logs, Fox News is basically saying that as a review of those documents, that at least four business partners, a vice president and two assistants at Hunter Biden's now defunct firm, visited the White House more than 80 times when his father was vice president In the Obama administration, that's a lot of times. Now, remember, Joe Biden says, I know nothing. I don't know anything. And yet, in the middle of all this, Trump is dealing with them going after questionable business reporting in a business ledger 34 times tied to Stormy Daniels. And that's $130,000. That was that nondisclosure agreement. So $31 million plus to Hunter Biden through sort of these rogue dictators and some that clearly the White House was doing uh, policy with and countries they were doing policy with. So that's interesting. That needs to be looked into. The mainstream media doesn't seem to want to hear about it, but I think it's great that Comer's getting to the bottom of it wherever it goes, you know, but it looks awfully fishy. But here is Trump in the middle of it all dealing with all of these investigations And he says, clear as day, what I'm dealing with is made up, and you should be looking at Biden instead. Take a listen to Trump just recently. The poll numbers have gone through the roof. The people get it. And the other ones are hoaxes also. You know, the box hoax. Look at Biden. He's got 1,850 boxes. And, you know, that's a hoax. And then the one in Atlanta where I had a perfect phone call. 
This is all weaponization. They're weaponizing our justice system, Tucker. And they think if they go and give you a subpoena, you know, I guess I'm very well known and people understand it and they get it. And maybe I have a bigger platform so I can explain it. But if you're somebody, a Republican, let's say, running for office and you get a subpoena, you might as well resign because you're not going to be able to survive it. And the voters aren't going to handle it. The voters aren't going to take it. What they're doing is weaponizing the system, and there's never been anything like it. And it's all disinformation. All disinformation. Well, remember, every time it's come up to Joe Biden and everything about his son Hunter, he's like, oh, that's Russian disinformation. Where do they get that line from? Isn't that interesting? And Joe Biden continues to say he knows nothing about Hunter Biden's business deals. We know we've seen pictures of him golfing with the business associates. I mean, you've got to wonder. It looks really bad, really bad. And yet they're going after President Trump. Take a listen. Here is Joe Biden, because every time he gets asked about it, boy, is he defensive. This is uh, one time when he was talking about it on the campaign trail again in 2019. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And so how do you know? Look, here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened? That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And then later on in the campaign trail during the debate, remember, Joe Biden was asked about the Hunter Biden laptop and he said, oh, that's not true. Turned out to be obviously it was. But who could forget this moment? There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly it. what is this that's where you're exactly going? What this is told. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. First of all, that reporter, that moderator did a tremendous disservice because clearly they should have gone back. Wait a minute. First of all, the name is Giuliani. It was like, I was like, I think it was like an hour into the debate and his meds wore off or whatever the case was, because it was like, that was Russian disinformation. That was wild. But now he continues to say, oh, I don't know anything about it. And James Comer, who is getting to the bottom of this with a whole bunch of records, and he says he's on the verge of a whole bunch of new records potentially coming in soon, says this is not going to look good for the current president. Take a listen. We are almost through all of the suspicious activity reports. Remember, these are the bank violations that Janet Yellen said she would never uh, allow the Republicans on the Oversight Committee to have access to, even though she's supposed to. She said in her last letter before she let us in, you're going to have to provide evidence as to why uh, we should allow you in. We provided evidence that a lot of people haven't seen. The next day we're allowed in, and, and it's been very valuable to our investigation. We're probably going to have a press conference within the next two weeks to update the American people about what all we found. But it's very concerning. And I think Joe Biden's going to have a lot of explaining to do with respect to how many countries his family was influence peddling in and how many members of his family 
right. were involved in this influence peddling. Wow, that will be powerful if they can connect the dots. And I always say if, let's see, it doesn't look good that this guy who clearly had zero experience was getting paid tons of money. And it clearly, it, it defies logic that the president doesn't know any of his business partners and never spoke to his son about business. That, to me, is just an outright lie. I mean, if you look at it, there's no way. All the times how close he is to his son, the pictures with these people. Is there anybody out there who buys that? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, as I mentioned, this Fox report shows that Hunter's pretty shady partners visited the White House 80 times. When dad was vice president, that's just what they know of. I mean, how can he say he doesn't know anything tied to them? Never met them? What, they just happened to be visiting 80 times? I mean, that it's just like, you got to be kidding me. So what is he hiding? Why wouldn't he say, oh, yeah, I was out golfing with some of them. Some came to the White House. But, you know, I didn't really get into specifics, but I hung out with them. Didn't he think at some point people would get pictures or visitor logs? He's clearly lying, and the question is why. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Congressman Greg Stubbe, and this is what he has to say about the fact that these people happen to visit 80 times. I can't think of anyone that I've met with 80 times in an official capacity at my official office in Washington, D.C., and the arrogance and the level uh, of the meetings, like there wasn't at private places. They were bringing these individuals to the White House, and we know from evidence that Tucker unearthed with Bobolinsky's testimony that Biden was supposed to get a cut of 10 percent of their business dealings, and, and Biden time and time again saying, oh, I never, I had no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings. I never met with anybody, and now we see the actual facts and the arrogance. They just met with these individuals right there at the White House at the VP's uh, office. Um, The American people are smarter than that. They see right through the lies and the deception. And I I really hope and pray, and I believe that uh, Comer and the Oversight Committee is going to dig into this so the American people can see once and for all exactly what happened. Yeah, and we need to get the facts. It doesn't look good. Why is he denying anything tied to Hunter? Clearly, it's his son. But the pictures are out there, the visitor logs, and he wants us to believe that he doesn't know anything about any business and doesn't know anything tied. As he was dealing with, by the way, this is interesting, the stenographer story is kind of interesting, too. This is this White House stenographer claims that he has information that Biden was involved in a foreign influence peddling kickback scheme that Indeed, as he was pretending to be going over for other business, he was actually going over to boost Ukraine's gas industry as Justice Hunter was essentially taking a role at, of course, the natural gas company Burisma. This was back in 2014, again, when he was vice president. It's interesting, too, that in the middle of all this, he's killing American oil and gas. Do you see a pattern here where he seems to be propping up others? And that was also the case with China, too. Remember, he was helping, uh, you know, Hunter making tons of money, apparently, on these Chinese business deals, these Chinese gas bills. And you're like, wait a minute, why was he helping a Chinese company and he's killing American oil and gas dependence, independence, I should say, increasing our dependence big time? 
today they were pushing for electric vehicles, all this stuff, literally crippling us in the gas realm. And yet all of this stuff is showing a pattern where he's propping up oil and gas in China, in Ukraine, in other parts of the world. That's pretty interesting, guys. So there could be something very significant here. And if it turns out that while he was crippling American oil and gas and propping up these others to benefit his family, if indeed they can connect the dots as it looks like, maybe the case, that is bad. We're going to take your calls when we come back. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And James Comer and that congressional committee is now going through these special activity reports that the Treasury Department alerted saying this individual, what a surprise, named Hunter Biden, had all these very interesting business deals. Some of the money going to shell companies of partners of his and elsewhere. Lots of questions tonight. And again, some of the most revealing information, all these visits to the White House when Joe Biden was VP, but he doesn't know anything about it, remember? And then also the fact that now it turns out that there was some propping of the Ukraine gas and oil companies. That's interesting because, remember, Joe Biden is killing American oil and gas. It seems like every single turn he can't wait to kill American oil and gas And yet, it seems like when his son was benefiting, he couldn't wait to prop up Ukraine and China and Russia and all these others. So that's very interesting. Where did the money go? Who was benefiting? And again, did any money go to the big guy? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan on line seven. Stan, your thoughts about this with Hunter Biden. It looks fishy. Come on, Stan. Uh. He could have done this. It's possible this. Comer's looking into that. It may be this. We have to see this. You got nothing. Nothing. Here's the Stan, point. Stan, 80 Wait visits. A Wait, a no, minute. no, no. You listen to me, Stan. 80 visits? Are you kidding me? What was it? What were they talking about? Uh, what, the lo- mowing the lawn at the White House? What do you think You're they about- were talking about? They just happened to be there 80 times, Stan. That's not a coincidence. Look, the one thing I know about this idiot is he is not good in business deals at all. You're talking so, about you're talking about Hunter, I assume, right? Yes. Yeah, no, oh. I'm talking about Trump too. Uh but uh Yeah, so. but you just said Hunter. Look, all right, so yeah, we, Hunter, we got yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, know you thought I was on. talking about the other guy. No, I had a feeling that you were you having thought, a revealing your, your honest moment. Very clearly wrong, it was always. No, clearly it was Hunter. Is, clearly it was Hunter. Go ahead. Yes, no, all right, here's the point. There's nothing illegal about doing business deals and not making any money. Not one of these deals that we know, I know, have existed, anything came from. Nothing. And so it was already. Wait a minute. Wait, a minute. Not, wait actually, Stan, I, Stan, I got to correct you. He was sending money. There was money from deals that went to this Rob Walker. This is just at least a fact. A business associate with a deal tied to Hunter. Then a whole bunch of money goes to Hunter. A whole bunch goes to Hunter's. Uh, girlfriend, who, by the way, was his brother's wife. That's a whole other weird thing. That's like, uh, that's like, uh, 
Uh, that's Listen, a that's a reality show in itself, Stan. But the point is, Stan, there's a lot of money exchanging hands and money going into shell companies. That does that doesn't sound too fish too. You know, that sounds like a normal course of business, right, Stan? And let's do just do it with dictators around the world and maybe influence policy. I mean, there's some interest. It absolutely needs to be looked into, Stan. Here's the point. There's nothing illegal about doing bad deals and not making not hey, a bad deal. Give, just a minute. Just, no, Stan. You, you know what, Stan? No, Stan. It's not bad deals. It's bad people, and it's bad policy that may not be productive for the United States. Don't not you illegal. think? Guess what? Guess what? It could be impeachable, and I, and we don't know that yet, Stan. I always say if, but if it turns out that this president changed policies to help foreign leaders, and I'm not talking about friends. I'm talking about China, Russia, some of these people who are not necessarily our friends. He influenced deals and undermined some American policy. That is impeachable, Stan. No, I'm not, not. saying I'm not no... saying it's there yet. I'm always careful. But if that turns out, Stan, that is impeachable. Go ahead. There's nothing that shows. I mean, they can investigate, absolutely. But there was nothing. No money might have changed hands. But there's nothing wrong with making money. But oh yeah, they, yeah right. Gets rough, that guy was they, lying. You're not right. Yeah, you're you know why? Because you're talking gobbledygook, Stan. That's a nice way to say a hogwash. But I love you, Stan. Feel free, feel free to call tomorrow when you get the wax out of your ears. Let's go to Robert in line four. Go ahead, Robert. I need some uh, sanity at the end of the show. Go ahead, please. Yes, Rita. The recent week has revealed. Biden had signed off on documents called special access requests. It's his signature. And those were for given reason, law enforcement purposes, which is illegal. This is related to the deals with Hunter selling the strategic petroleum reserve in which they made money off of selling at below market rates to the Chinese. Not only that, the Trump documents, and also, ta-ta, brag in his office before the indictment to prosecute Donald Trump. Well, there's a lot there, Robert, and a lot to look into, for sure. Um, and you're right, some of these questionable finance stuff is interesting. Uh, real quick, let's go to John. Real quick, line three, John, we just have a few seconds. Yeah, I got a brother who's a real smart man, and he's very wealthy. And he's always told me the best way to do business is on a golf course. And that's exactly what looks like happened. Joe Biden with, wow, surprise, surprise, Hunter's Shady Associates. Wow. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.